0: Well, good evening. It's good to see all of you out tonight. I'm glad that you could be with us. Tonight's lesson, and bear with my voice, it's been getting worse all day, but hopefully I can make it through one more lesson. But tonight's lesson is based on an idea here that a lot of people have, that we as Christians, there are certain things that we cannot know for sure. And I believe that we can know certain things for sure. And whenever we look at our lives as Christians, you know, there is a lot of mystery. When we look at the scriptures and we study them and we try to understand them, we realize that there are a lot of things that we do not completely understand. There are some things that we will never understand, no matter how much we study, no matter how hard we try. However, I don't believe that our life is to be completely ruled by mystery and worry. When we look at scriptures, there are some things that we can know. And those are the things that I want us to study tonight. Whenever we look at our knowledge as Christians, it comes through something that we call faith. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7 tells us, That we walk by faith and not by sight. What can we know for sure by putting our faith in God's Word? I think that we can know for sure that God exists, that He created the world that we live in. I believe we can know for sure that through obedience we are saved. From our sins and the punishment that could be otherwise. I believe that Jesus will one day come back to receive his own. Those are the things I want us to ponder tonight. Let's study the scriptures together and see what we can come across and understand. First of all, God is real. Upon turning to the first page of the scriptures, we are assured of his existence. And if you've done your Bible reading for today, you've already read this. But Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. We are also assured that he created the world that we live in. So we know for a fact that God is, that He created the world, that we even are in existence through Him and through His power, through His authority. God created mankind and gave Him dominion over all things in the world. Genesis 1, verse verse 26 in particular, says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. He's referred to as the one who gives life to all things. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, and verse 13. Men and women have proved that they believed in God. So look in scriptures, we see Certain of those that that proved through their life and through their obedience that they believed in God. We're told about many of them in Hebrews chapter 11. And through our own faith, we believe in them also. Hebrews 11 and verse 4 says, By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and through it he being dead still speaks. Hebrews 11:5 says by faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken he had this testimony that he pleased God. Hebrews 11 and verse 7 says, By faith Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. And the list continues. As we read through the chapter Hebrews 11, we read of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who all followed God, We read of Sarah, Abraham's wife, who also had faith in God. We read of Joseph and Moses, who also believed and followed God. A long list of others and what they did because of their faith is also included in Hebrews 11. We have every reason to believe in God's existence. And his own faithfulness toward man. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 23 and 24. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. Who also will do it. Looking at Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23 says, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. So we're told that God is faithful to man. We see the things that he has done for us, the things that he has given us. All the promises that he's ever given have been fulfilled. With the exception of the promises that are to come. But God is faithful. So we as Christians can know that there is a God. We as Christians can know that he is faithful toward his people. We don't have to doubt or wonder. Because we can know for sure by faith that he exists. So what else can we know as Christians? We can know that we are saved. And I do believe that we we can know for sure that we are saved. Some people believe that, that we won't know that until we reach judgment. I believe that we can know that we are saved. The Christian can be confident in his salvation. The commandments of God given to us through... The apostles lead us to understand that we are saved if we are obedient to them. Let's notice faith. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17. Romans 1, verse 16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. We also talked about confession. Romans 10 and verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness. And with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We are also taught to the apostles about repentance and baptism. And the importance of it. Notice what is said in Acts chapter 2. In verses 37 through 39. Acts chapter 2 verse 37. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promises to you and to your children And to all who are far off, as many as the Lord our God will call. We are told that acting on our faith and obedience will lead to salvation. By faith we can believe that. We can believe in the authority of the apostles given to them through Christ. We can believe their words are true. Let's take a look a little closer at the authority of the apostles. Notice what it said in Matthew 16. Following Peter's confession that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Notice what it said in verses 17 through 19. Matthew 16, verses 17 through 19. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. The rock of Peter's confession, the rock of faith that he had, upon it would, the church would be built. And it says that the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. I believe Jesus is turning his attention to the other apostles as we begin verse 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. All the apostles were given the great commission to go into all the world. And we too are given that commission as well. They were given the commission to go into all the world and teach the gospel to every creature. I believe here that this authority was given to them. That whatever they said is what would go. Whatever was bound here on earth would be bound in heaven. Whatever was loosed on earth would be loosed in heaven. But this authority was given to them by Jesus. They taught the things that, had been, that they had been taught and what was revealed to them through the Holy Spirit. So we can believe in the authority of the apostles that so what they have told us is what we should do. By living faithfully for God, we can be confident in our reward. And presenting ourselves as living sacrifices, first of all. One of my favorite passages is Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And planting and watering and working in God's vineyard. A very appropriate song tonight, by the way. Notice what it said in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning with verse 8. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. And each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Move on down to verse 14. If anyone's work which he has built on it it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Those who are faithful will receive the reward that is promised to them. In Romans 6 and verse 23 it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus our Lord. So we can be confident in our reward. We're told what we need to do to receive it. We need to be obedient to the gospel plan of salvation. We need to live a faithful life. We need to reach out to lost souls. Hence the watering and the planting. We do that, but God gives the increase. We understand that. But as long as we live faithfully for God, as Christians, we can know that our reward is sure. That it will not be taken from us. That it will not decay, it will not be destroyed. Our reward will wait us at the end of this life. So we can be sure that we are saved. I believe the scriptures teach that very clearly. One final thing that I want us to notice tonight. That we can be sure of as Christians. Is that Jesus is returning. There are many people that wonder if or when it will happen. We don't have to wonder if. We know that it will happen in the Lord's time. We can be confident that Jesus will return for us. (coughs) Notice what is said in Revelation 22. Verses 12 and 13 And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. I am coming quickly. It will happen. Remember, in the parable of the tares, what we're told in Matthew 13... Verses 41 through 43 says that the Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom. Of their father. It will happen. Those that are wicked among us. Will be parted from us. Will be separated from them. Will be separated to our reward as Christians. The reward of eternal life. They however will be separated. To their reward. Eternal condemnation. God will never break his promises to us. He never has, he never will. Notice what is said in Paul's greeting to Titus in the letter of Titus chapter 1 verses 1 through 3. Paul, a bondservant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledgment of the truth which accords with godliness In hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began, but has in due time manifested His word through preaching, which was committed to me according to the commandment of God, our Savior. God cannot lie what he has promised will be and we can have faith in his promises Hebrews 6 verses 17 through 20 thus God determining to show more abundantly to the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel confirmed it by an oath that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie we might have strong consolation Who have fled for refuge, to lay hold on the hope set before us? This hope we have is an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil, where the forerunner has entered for us. Even Jesus, having become high priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Again, we read that God cannot lie. We are heirs of the promise he has given. And because he cannot lie, we have strong consolation. that We may lay hold on the reward set before us. On the hope that is set before us. This hope is an anchor for us as Christians. It's what we anchor our very existence to. Because without hope, there's no reason to serve God. We can have that hope. We can be sure that the eternal reward awaits us. What is the promise? What is the promise that is given to us? I want you to turn to First Thessalonians chapter 4. Let's begin reading in verse 13. This is a little lengthy, but I think it's very important for us to understand the promise that is given to us. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, beginning with verse 13. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. And reading on into chapter 5, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk are drunk at night, but let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint to us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. He who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore comfort each other and edify one another, just as, also, as you also are doing. And for those who feel that he has delayed his coming, maybe he's not coming at all, Second Peter chapter three, verses eight through thirteen says this. But beloved, do not forget this one thing that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years. And a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long suffering toward us. Not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night being on fire and the elements will melt with fervent heat nevertheless we according to his promise look for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells we have been promised that Jesus will come back we have been promised that he will return and when he does he'll receive his own to himself To their heavenly reward. We're promised that this day. Will come. At a time when many. Will be unprepared. Many. Will not be ready. For him to come back. They will not be living faithfully. So as Jesus returns. Those that are not living faithful lives will again be separated from them. The earth will be destroyed, but our souls will live on in eternity. The question is, which eternity will our souls live in? As you look at all these things that we've looked at tonight, Again, there are many things that we can know. There are many things we don't know, but there are things that we can know. We can know that Jesus will return. We can know that we are saved and we are ready if we have lived a faithful life. We can know for sure that God is real. That He exists, that He created this world, that He created us. And He desires us to live faithfully for Him. But as Christians, there's no reason for us to worry. If we're doing what we should be, there's no reason for us to worry. We are not to worry about the things of this world. Our primary concern should be for our spiritual well-being and our eternity. And the spiritual well-being of those around us as well. That should be our concern. Matthew 6, verses 19-20 through says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth or rust destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break (coughs) in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If we have been obedient and are living a faithful life. We can put our trust in the promises of God. The promises of salvation. And the promises of our spiritual reward. And so I ask you tonight. Are you confident? Are you confident in the things that. Have been spoken tonight. Are you confident in your salvation? Are you confident in your hope? Are you confident in your reward at the end of this time? Do you need to become a Christian? Do you need to be obedient? We've already looked at the things that we need to do. By faith, we are to be obedient. Confessing that faith, repenting of our sins, and being baptized for the remission of those sins. If you're in need of doing that tonight, be glad to help you in that area of your life. Or do you need to rededicate your life to your Lord? Through repentance, through forgiveness, through prayer. Where do you stand tonight? If you have any doubt whatsoever, there's no reason to continue in that doubt. We are giving you the opportunity tonight, if you need to, come and make your life, your heart, right with God. (coughs) To do so. To make sure of your salvation. To make sure of your reward. If you have any doubt whatsoever, you don't have to leave here in doubt. You don't have to continue your life in doubt. You can be confident in all of these things tonight. If there's anything that we can do to help you in any way, we ask you to come. As together we stand and as we sing.